the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. And Father, we do thank you for the privilege of preaching your glorious truth, your gospel. We thank you, Lord, for this divine appointment that we do not take lightly. And I pray, Father, that the hearers of your word would listen from the heart and not allow themselves to become distracted by things of this world system. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. Have your Bibles. Turn with us to the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verses 9 through 17. We're going to continue where we left off the last time. Uh, Genesis chapter 6, verses 9 through 17. Have your Bibles or your technology. Uh, You'll find these words. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach as we are in this series, Noah, a man of faith. Noah, a man of faith. Now, just who was Noah? Noah was born when his father Lamech was 182 years old. Noah's name means rest or quiet. And at the age of 500, he fathered Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, who followed his righteous ways. Noah is also honored uh, as the second father of humankind because all of the rest of Adam's descendants drowned. He lived in an age when men were universally corrupt, 
So much so that in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 7, God said he would destroy the human race. In the midst of an age of moral darkness and wickedness, Noah was perfect in his generation, which meant that he walked with God and was a righteous man. Noah, along with Job and Daniel, are considered by Ezekiel uh, to be one of the three most righteous men who ever lived. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, you'll find these words. The word of the Lord came again to me saying, son of man, when a land sins against me by persistent unfaithfulness, I will stretch out my hand against it. I will cut off its supply of bread, send famine on it, and cut off man and beast from it. Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord God. Wow, what, what, what a sombre report, even in the book of Ezekiel. Even if these three men prayed, what three men? Noah, Daniel, and Job. If they prayed together for mercy in the land during Ezekiel time that was destined for imminent judgment, their prayers would still only save themselves. And my friends, as it was in the days of Noah, so it is in our day in America today. Why did God desire to destroy the world with the universal flood? Why did God desire to destroy the world with the universal flood? Number one, because fallen angels saw and took wives of the human race, which produced an unnatural union, violating God's original design for marriage and procreation. For in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4, it says there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. In scripture, sons of God is a direct reference to angels because Job chapter 2, verse 1 says, again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And then Job 38, 7 also says, it speaks of angels when it says, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Something mysterious happened when these angels left their proper abode and began to tamper with the human race in a way that uh, was diabolical and fiendish. You see, this unnatural union in Genesis chapter 6 verse 4 resulted in God judging the human race with the universal flood, wiping out everyone apart from Noah and his family. The Lord also imprisoned the fallen angels who perpetrated such devious acts. Satan's ultimate plan was to destroy the lineage through whom the Messiah would come. And you see a reference to Genesis 6-4 
in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, which says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, referencing this text, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Also, Jude 6 is a reference to Genesis 6, 4. In Jude 6, it also says, And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Why the universal flood? Number two, God destroyed the world with the flood because the heart of the human race was so corrupt and depraved, resulting in the whole earth being filled with wicked behavior, violence, abomination, and perversion. For it says in Genesis chapter 6, when the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 11 through 13, it also says, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Beloved, can't you see this as a picture of America today, where every intent of their thoughts, uh, uh, the thoughts of people in America, the wickedness of America, is only evil continually. There's a proliferation of this kind of mindset, not only in Noah's time, but even right here in America today. Behold the abomination in America, the wickedness in America, corruption, the protection and promotion of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender transgender rights at the expense of Christian rights. Behold all the abortion and the killing of the unborn babes. Behold the rape, the murders, the pornography, gambling, child abuse, racial prejudice, road rage, sexual perversion where these, where there is no moral restraint or which results in people sinning without guilt or remorse. Surely America is ripe for judgment. And unless we repent, this country repent, it will perish. God is no respecter of nations. He, he's the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. Next question I pose to you. Why did Noah find grace in the eyes of God? In this wicked, diabolical time, there was a man named Noah who was a righteous man, and he found favor and grace with God. Why? Number one, Noah found grace in the eyes of God because he had favor from God. The scripture says in Genesis 6, 8, that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. In other words, Noah experienced God's kindness. That's favor. He experienced God's graciousness. That's favor. Noah was not like most people then or even today. He did not seek power, and we must not seek power. Noah didn't seek prestige or popularity. He had something that transcended all of these passing temporal things, which was favor from God. And you have in our day people looking for fame and fortune, people looking for more money, bigger houses, more material stuff, more gadgets. But my friend, the greatest thing that we can have is favor 
from God when you have a relationship with God. It's not about the money. There's, there's some things money cannot buy. But when I've got favor, I'm blessed. How was God's favor manifested in Noah's life? How was God's favor manifested in Noah's life? Well, A, Noah had God's word because he heard from God himself. He had the word of God. He didn't have the Bible or scroll as they had years later, centuries later. Uh, He didn't have a Bible as we have today, but he had God speaking to his heart. He heard God speaking. And let me tell you, if you want God's favor, start listening to God. Start hearing God. Start reading the word of God. Start walking in the path of righteousness and you will have favor from God. How was God's favor manifested toward Noah? Noah had God's wisdom because he was doing something unprecedented. Uh, Never built an ark before. It was a mysterious thing. There was no way he could have built that huge ark with all of the detailed specifications without wisdom from God. He'd never heard the word ark. Uh, he, He didn't know anything about that. So he had to lean on God, depend on God, trust God. He had wisdom from God. And let me tell you something. People are asking for everything but wisdom. They want more education. You can have education and not have wisdom. You can have money and not have wisdom. You can have fame and not have wisdom. You can be pretty and not have wisdom. You can be ugly and not have wisdom. You want wisdom? Wisdom comes from God. Ask God for wisdom, my friend. Uh, How was God's favor manifested toward Noah's life? Noah had God's provision That's why he had favor. He had God's provision because God supplied everything that Noah needed to build the ark without having to go to Lowe's or without having to go to Home Depot. He didn't walk down with some cart trying to say, okay, give me some lumber, give me some hammers, give me some nails. It wasn't none of that stuff. He just trusted God and God bought everything he needed right there. He provided for Noah. Awesome indeed. And the same God that provided for Noah is, a, is God enough to provide for you. Man, you make your money, may be running low. You may not be as, as well off as it used to be, but God will take care of you. That job may not be there, may not be the raise. Uh, there may be cutbacks and circumstances may be changing. Uh, finances may be shipwrecked, but you look to God and you start uh, giving to God and loving on God. God will make the difference. He knows how to make ways out of no ways. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to my side. God will make a way out of no way. Do I have a witness here? God is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. I've been knowing God and walking with him long enough to know that God will provide. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Do I have a witness in the house today? 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Noah had favor from God. Noah had God's protection because God protected him from the enemy and satanic distractions as he built the ark for God. Let me tell you something. When you get busy doing what God tells you to do, Satan gets busy in your life too. When God makes his move, Satan makes his move. It is called spiritual warfare and it is as real as I'm standing here today. You have to fight the flesh. You have to fight the world and you have to most of all fight that devil. That devil is not your friend. He is your enemy. He doesn't play fair. He's a dirty, low down, damn, no good devil and don't you walk in his path. You walk with Jesus. You talk with Jesus. You live for Jesus. You worship Jesus with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your might. Give God your heart and give God all that he has blessed you with, my friend, and he will be your protector. Notice that God did not allow the flood to come until Noah and his family were safely inside the ark. Once they were tucked in safely inside the ark, then God released the flood. Let me tell you something. God takes care of you through the storms. Uh, We just had a big storm, and you say you might have had some damage. But let me tell you something. God can take your damage and work that which seems bad and turn around and turn good good out of it. Listen, God specializes in doing strange things. That's right. And anyway, he blessed me. I'll be satisfied. I'll be satisfied. Oh, my friend Noah, notice that God did not allow the flood to come until Noah and his family were safely tucked in the ark. How and why did Noah find favor with God? Noah had God's power. He had power from God. It took power. He had to have strength from the Lord. I love that scripture in Ephesians uh, 6, 10. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He had strength from the Lord. This man was about 500 years old when he built the ark. Can you imagine him climbing the scaffolding and swinging the hammer as he worked long hours, days? and night, early morning, late evening for over 120 years. Surely Noah had favor from God. Can you say that, my friend? And some of y'all saying, I'm old, I'm tired, I can't move. Some of y'all want to get back in your retirement chair. Some of y'all just want to go play golf and go play bingo and checkers and all that. That stuff is not bad, but God didn't bless you to see your golden years, to just put a little, push a little white ball all over the grounds. Listen, that's a great work for you. You talking about you too old. You're not too old. Who in here is 500 years old? You, you a baby under Noah. Thank God that he's allowed you to see your age. And as long as you have breath in your body, you ought to be doing something for God. Keep so busy working for my master. Keep so busy working for my master. Keep so busy working for my master. Ain't got time to die. Ain't got time to die. Lord, I can't die because I'm so busy working for my master. 
scripture says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For when the night comes, no man can work. It's working time. You 50, it's working time. You 20, it's working time. You young folk out there, it's working time. Don't think all of you going to see 40. Some of you could die next week. You're not too young to die. I buried babies. I buried teenagers. And I buried the elderly, my friends. And some of y'all give the devil your best days when you're young. And here you come on an old cane and walk. I'm talking about, Lord, use me. Well, Lord will use you on a cane and he will use you on a walker. But listen, he wants you while you got some energy, while you can move, why you, you can run and why you can see. And, and uh, not walking around here barely making one step after you've given the devil all the best days of your life. My friends, get up and do something. It's time to work for Jesus. With all this sin, with all the hellishness we see, it's time to work for God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Then, my friend, how was God's favor manifested in Noah's life? Noah found grace in the eyes of God because he lived righteously before the Lord. He lived righteously. Now, don't expect God to bless you if you're not going to live righteous. God doesn't bless sin. God doesn't bless your mess. He who walk in the ways of Christ will get blessings along the way. Genesis chapter 7 verse 1 says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are are righteous before me in this generation. God will take care of the righteous. He will protect the righteous. He will honor the righteous. He will look out for the righteous. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for thou art with me. Fear not, for God is with me. Be not dismayed. He is my God. He's going to keep me as I live righteously before him, my friend. Oh, my friends, Noah found favor with God because he was a man of faith. Hebrews eleven seven says, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Godly fear moved. He moved by faith, nor by faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I mean, I I move, I walk, I step out by faith. I get out of the boat, get out of my comfort zone and believe God to do great things through me because God has told me what to do, and I move by faith. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. What did he not see? Never seen rain before. Noah obeyed God promptly. Some of y'all put God on hold. Noah obeyed God without hesitation. He obeyed God without doubting the instructions by God to build the ark. In Genesis 6.22, it says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. In other words, my friends, Noah obeyed God without asking questions. He obeyed God without having reservations. He obeyed God without having full understanding of what he was about to do. 
If we were in Noah's shoes, I believe we would have been asking God all kinds of questions, such as how will all the animals fit in the ark? Will it be big enough? Will our food supply last? We'll be asking God, will there be enough drinking water? Where is the ventilation with all the animals on board? What do we do with all the human and animal excrement? Noah asked none of these questions. He simply by faith obeyed God and left the consequences to God. The theme of this passage is in Genesis 5, uh, 7, 5, which says, And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Let me tell you something else about Noah's favor. Noah found favor with God because like his great-grandfather Enoch, Noah walked with God and was blameless. This does not mean that Noah was sinless, but rather that he was a man of integrity. He possessed a righteous character. He was a man of purity in the midst of a perverted and wicked generation. My friend, this is a perverted generation that we're living in today, and God needs a man. God needs a woman. God needs a a teenager. God needs a young adult that will stand and live holy in an unholy world. In Genesis chapter 5 verse 22 it says, and Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. God enjoyed Enoch's presence so much that God just said, I just love you so much. I'd rather have you here than to stay there in all that wickedness. And one day he was walking with God and all of a sudden, He was translated. He went instantly in the presence of God without dying, you see, my friend. And that is a picture of the rapture. Enos' great-grandson Noah also walked with God. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9b, Noah walked with God. And parents, that's why it's important that you hand down your faith. You need to be walking with God and model living for God so your children can catch the vision and your grandchildren can catch the vision and your great-grandchildren can catch the vision. That is, you lay hand on that boy. You lay hands on that girl. And you pray, Daddy, they ought to come and stumble in that room and see you on your knees. Granddaddy even, talking to Almighty God. You ought to talk to your children about God in the morning. Talk to your children about God in, in, uh, in noonday. Talk to your children about God at night. Matter of fact, the best time to talk to them about God is when they're in the car and they can't go nowhere. Talk to God. Talk to God. So so when you die, your children can say, my mama, talk talk to God. I can still hear my daddy's prayer ringing in my ear. So my daddy lived, so I shall live. I am what I am because of what my daddy and what my mama and what my great aunt and what my grandma taught me. Stop saying you don't want any children. Children are a blessing from God. Stop saying that children are too expensive. You were expensive too. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. 
Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.